This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome everybody to TN Tehillim. As always, I invite you to have a Tehillim in front of you. And of course, your favorite midnight snack, handy. Uh, tonight's class, I'm offering a tefillah Hashem that it should be a schus for all the cholim to have a very quick refuah shulema and for us all to see a very a, a Yeshua, Yeshua very soon. Um, I have a very important message to share with all of you tonight, so let's get started. So tonight we're going to be doing parakuf yodalid. You could all open up your Tehillim to Kofi Adalid. This parak is talking about the whole world's response to the miracles of Yetios Mitzrayim and Mamad Har Sinai. Everyone is expressing their shock and awe at witnessing Hashem's ability to control everything in the world in whatever way He wants to, without being bound by any rules of nature. So as we go through the Pesukim, we're going to see a very important message for us we're going to see that the underlying message in a very subtle way, or maybe not so subtle, is that we're being encouraged and instructed to change our nature, to transcend the habits and the tendencies that we're so used to, that we're so stuck in. And this is the message that I want to take from this parak tonight. I want us all to take. Over the course of our lives, we develop limiting ideas about ourselves that keep us in a stagnant, stuck place. Most of the time, this comes from thinking we're not good enough, Uh, we're not good enough to get the job we really want, we're not worthy of speaking our truth in our relationships, we're not strong enough to change our character traits. Um, I think we've all heard people say, I am who I am. You know, when people say, I am who I am, it is what it is, and I always feel bad for people when they say things like that. Really, is that why you're in this world? Because you are who you are, that's it, that's it, that's the whole game? But here in this parak, we're all being encouraged to lift ourselves up and operate from a higher plane, to transcend our natural inclinations and insecurities and fulfill our true potentials. To illustrate this concept, uh, let's look quickly at the word nisayon. Nisayon is the, way we, the word that we use for challenge. The challenges that we encounter are called nisionos, and the, and the root word of this is nase, miracle. When Hashem makes a nase, it's easy for him. It doesn't require any more effort for him to split the sea than it does for him to bring the sun up every morning. It's easy for Hashem to perform miracles. But when a human being has a challenge, and through the challenge they transcend their nature and they become better people, that's the nase. That's the true miracle. So here in this parak, we were speaking about the world's reaction to Hashem changing nature. We also explore the value in changing our own nature by reaching past our comfort zone and, and like, you know, like we call the name of this class, by taking the plunge, shooting for the stars, um, really just shooting for the highest goals and aspirations in any area of our lives. Um, just an example, I see a lot in my coaching practice, a lot of people who are stuck also with this belief that their life is being held back in so many ways from this belief that they're unworthy, that they're not good enough. And a lot of what I do has to do with untying people from the confines of their own insecurities. So through reading these second, we're actually we're going to see um, two very important practical ways of, 
bypassing this problem in our own lives. Um, and I'm going to share with you these two. I'm going to show you which psukim we're going to find them in. And I use these tips all the time. I only share what I use and, and what I find effective, so it's all tried and true. Um, now, just to connect it, because I, we can't ignore, um, you know, the, the current tzara that we're all living through, this unbelievable tzara. Um, let's each be a light in the darkness by using the downtime that we have at home for introspection. Let's consider the path that we're on in our lives. Ask yourself, where am I? Where am I heading? Where can I improve? What am I drawn to? How can I work on believing in myself more? What goals can I set for myself? And what steps can I take to get there? These are the types of things that we have plenty of time to explore. Maybe not because it's our Pesach, but um, there's still a lot of downtime in the day, and we should take advantage. Okay, let's look into Perek Kofiud Dalid. Pasuk Aleph, when the Jews went out of Egypt, Yaakov's household from a people of alien tongue. Okay, so the Medrash tells us that the reason the Jews merited to be redeemed from Mitzrayim is because they didn't change their names. And that's, we see that, there's a reference to that here, when the Jews left Egypt, they were still called Yisrael. They were still given that holy name. They left from a foreign language. In other words, they didn't change their language. They didn't speak the language of the Mitzrayim. Even though they were in Mitzrayim for 210 years, they really they, they, they stayed amongst each other and spoke Lashon Kodesh as much as they could. And only they only conversed with the Egyptians when they were under duress. Yehuda became a sanctuary, Yisrael his dominion. So Yehuda sanctifies Hashem at the Yamsuf by being the first Shevet to trust in Hashem and jump into the water, led by their leader, Nachshon ben Aminadav, as we all know. Um, and because they displayed so much trust in Hashem in such a public way, Hashem's name was sanctified through them. The Maharal gives a beautiful understanding of why the word Haisa is in the feminine form. It's in Lashon Nikeva. We're talking about a boy, Yehuda, the boy's name. So why do we say Haisa? And the answer is because of Yehuda's devotion to Hashem, we entered in an intimate bond with Hashem that represents marriage. So the word Kudsho here can really mean like, like Kiddushin, could be like the word Kiddushin. Um, and it, the Kudsho can mean his marriage partner. So Yehuda is Hashem's marriage partner, which makes Yehuda the bride, <laughs> a girl, which is why it says Haisa. So the Pasuk is telling us here, look what happens when, you, when somebody doesn't act on their fear and instead they do something with Shem Shemayim, like Shevet Yehuda. Hashem enters into such a close bond with them that's akin to marriage. Um, so we're being encouraged here to go against our nature. Hashem is telling us, call yourself, take a lesson. When you push yourself to do the right thing, Hashem will change nature for you to help you and assist you to get to your goals, to get where you want to go, wherever you want to go. Hashem will split the sea to get you where you want to go. Hashem is saying, if you change your nature, I'm going to change nature. Um, just as an example, I was reading a book a while ago about like how to become a millionaire. Don't judge me. Um, but I was just reading this book and um, one of the things that it said in this book, I really, I, it stuck with me. This was a long time ago that I read it, but it really stuck with me. Um, the book said that if you want to become a millionaire, you need to set 
a very clear goal, and every day do something that absolutely terrifies you um, towards your goal. And sometimes I, you know, because I read this and I find that it's so true because when something scares you, that's how you know you're out of your comfort zone and that's how you know you're really growing. Um, and I sometimes judge how I'm doing in life by how, how many scary things I actually do. Um, so put yourself out there. Share your light with the world. Make that first phone call. Get yourself the interview that you want for that job you always wanted. Do the chesed that you're going to push yourself to do. Pasuk Gimel, Hayam Ra'avayana, the sea saw and fled. So what did the sea see, right? What, what did the sea see that made, it, that made it run away, that made it split? Um, so the sea saw the Aron, the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik. Why, when the sea saw the Aron of Yosef, did it flee? Many of you might know this because the sea really said, listen, Hashem, you, made it, you, you created me to flow. Now you want me to go against my nature? Like, it didn't really want to. But when I saw the Aaron of Yosef, the sea said, oh, look at Yosef. Yosef was able to resist um, the wife of Potiphar, who was trying to seduce him. And he said uh, he went against his nature and his impulses and his natural desires. And the lesson here is that going against our teva, and passing an Isayon creates miracles. Yosef's strength to go against his impulses enables the miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf that changed the whole course of the Jewish existence. So we see, so we just discussed how Shevet Yehuda conquered their fear and did the right thing, even though it was difficult, and that Yosef also conquered his desires to do what was difficult. But how can we do the same thing? Okay? How can we step out of our comfort zone and do what is difficult for us. So this is my first tip, okay? Tip number one, act, don't react, okay? That's a phrase that you should always remember. Act, don't react. When faced with a challenging situation, ask yourself, stop and ask yourself, what's the best thing for me to do now? We're so worried about what everybody's going to think of us. And the social pressures of what, what's people, what are people going to think? Just stop and focus on yourself and ask yourself, what am I meant to be doing right now? And get quiet and your neshama will give you the clarity. It will give you the answer. And through that clarity, you'll have the strength to do the right thing. Try it. You'll see. <laughs> um, so just a common example that I think a lot of us could relate to. Did you ever avoid befriending someone that you really like? and that you have a lot of in common with for fear of what they might think of you, don't react to the, your perceived notions of what they're thinking about you. Instead, decide how you want to be and do it. It's such, an impa- it's such a simple concept, but it's so empowering. Keep this quote in mind, act, don't react. Which leads us to number two, the second tip. Um, the Jordan turned backwards. So just a disclaimer, if you type into Google, when did the Jordan split, you're going to get a lot of information on Michael Jordan's divorce. So, um, yeah, uh, not necessarily recommended. Um, unless you want to waste a lot of time. Rabbi Gamliel says there's something very beautiful about these words. He says, um, the deeper explanation of Yardane, Hayardane Yisov, is as follows. The Yardane, from the word Yardane, we see the word Yerida, to go down. 
he says when a person is having a spiritual decline in any area of life and he's going down, ye so, he should turn, turn and go up. And this ver- illustrates really beautifully, um, it really illustrates beautifully a, a technique that I use very often in my life. And I would love to share it with all of you. And it's called pivoting. Uh, pivoting means like turning. When I'm in distress or when I'm anxious or when, I'm, when you're stuck in something negative, you stop. You ask yourself, what negative thought am I having right now? And what could I replace it with instead that would bring me relief, that would make me feel expanded? So, for example, um, if somebody wants to do something but they're thinking a negative thought like, I am not able to do this, they would replace this with, Another thought, like, I am smart and capable. They would create a statement. You would create like a mantra that would replace the negative thought that leads you down the wrong path. Just an example with a client that I had. Um, she came in and, you know, she was feeling very, um, she was feeling very low, and she said she, she wanted to be more out there, and she felt very low and shy and she felt that we discovered, we dug, and we discovered that it was because her underlying negative belief was that my challenges that I went through in the past, and she had many, were making her, like, defective in some way. And we explored this, and we found that, in fact, the opposite was really true. So at the, by the end of the session, she had a mantra, and the mantra was, challenges make me great. We switched it from my challenges are making me defective, which, by the way, she, we only came up with when we dug a little bit. Sometimes you have to look, what are these negative thoughts that are leading me in the wrong direction? And we flipped it around to challenges make me great. Um, and it, it's a game changer. Um, it, it really is an unbelievable skill to be able to be aware of your negative thoughts and to shift yourself in this way. And even if you don't believe what you're saying, even if she didn't, she happened to have believed that by the end of the session, she did believe that her challenges make her great, because we, we gave so many examples of that manifesting itself in her life. But even if you don't believe it, say it to yourself, and you will, your brain believes what you tell it. And if you say it to yourself enough, it will play itself out in your reality, and you'll see it coming true. Um, I use this all the time. When I'm anxious, when I'm upset, if I'm feeling insecure, um, prepare for yourself in advance, like a go-to mantra to say. You should really try it. It's, a, it's gishmak. It's really a gishmak technique. Okay. Pasuk dalit, haharim raktu cha'elim, gevoz kivmeto. And the mountains skip like rams, the hills like young lambs. So this is referring to at Har Sinai. Although the Jews were freed physically from Egypt, they still were like bound spiritually and culturally to the Egyptians in a certain way. So at the time of Har Sinai, the mountains gathered around Harsinai and they skipped and pranced because the world was being reborn and it was like being filled with a fresh spiritual energy. What's with you see that you turn back, Jordan, that you turn back? Okay, so like this reminds me of like when you're in Israel and you're in a makola and like you drop something or you make a mess or, you know, Something, something happens, and, and the shopkeeper will, will say, Maitach, right? Like, what's with you? So the whole world is looking here at these miracles of these mountains dancing and the, 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 the yam splitting, and, the, and they're saying, Malacha, what's going on here? 
And the poet is, he, is so eloquently capturing here the sense of awe and bewilderment that seizes mankind. And the way this relates to us is that when we put forth our best efforts, we, we have to know that we will be shocked at what we can accomplish. Like, we will be like Malacha, like, how did this happen? When we stretch ourselves, Hashem miraculously paves the way and removes all blockages to our goal, right? It says, Piskuli Pesach Kehudo Shamacha. We open up a little opening, and Hashem does the rest. Um, okay, Pasuk Vav. Haharim Tirkadu Cheelim Gevalot Kevneton. O oh, mountains that you skip like rams, O oh, hills like young lambs. Pasuk Zion, Milifne Adon Chuli Aretz, Milifne Elokai Yaakov. Before Hashem's presence did the earth tremble, before the presence of the God of Yaakov. So here's the response to the Malacha, okay? So the world is asking the, the waters and the mountains, Malacha, what's with you? What are you acting crazy? It's just not the way you're supposed to be acting. And the water and the mountains answer, Milifne Adon Chuli Aretz, we tremble in front of God. We do whatever God tells us to do, and we don't ask questions. Um, we split, we shook, all because that was Hashem's will. Rabbi Gamliel offers a beautiful explanation of these words that we can use to further our growth in the area that we're discussing today, tonight. Um, and he says, Me listen, Adon, if a person truly wants to come in front of Hashem, he should take his chol, his weekday things, aretz, his earthly matters, and he should dedicate it to Hashem. And he should dedicate it with Shem Shamayim. And Mishlei, um, there's a beautiful pasuk, the chol drachacha da'ehu. In all your ways, you should know Hashem. And that's, um, this is really illustrating what Rabbi Gamliel is saying here. Um, in everything that we do, in all the material things, in eating, in sleeping, um, in reading, in, on, in taking a nap, going on vacation, even getting a manicure could be the biggest mitzvah if you're doing it with, with your intention to come home to your family and be the best wife, the best mother that you could possibly be. So if we're always keeping Hashem in mind, if we're b'chol and we're thinking about Hashem and we're dedicating everything to Him, then everything we do is holy. And that's how we come that's how we get me listening adon in front of the master. Um, and how does this relate to what we're saying here? And I think it's a really important point. Um, very often, people, they don't even try to get to a certain goal. They have a calling in them. They have a voice that wants to do or wants to accomplish something in life. But they, they kind of stifle it because out of the fear that it's not really worth pursuing right? We don't all have the, the desire to be some sort of a Rebbitzin, some sort of a holy, you know. Most of us, you know, we, we, we just, we, we each have our own path that we want to go in, and it could be such a different, a huge spectrum of things. And somebody who, let's say, wants to be a clothing designer, for example, or a decorator, or be involved with something very materialistic, might think, you know, why should I even bother to try to put myself out there to do scary things to get to my goal. It's not even a worthy goal. But from here we're learning that any material matter can be elevated and it could be a mitzvah and it could be holy if we do it with Shem Shemayim. So follow what your heart tells you and use it. Um, use what your heart tells you to 
get on the path that you want to go on and doing that should fill you it will fill you up as a person when you do your calling and you get on the path of your desire in life then then you could be the best you then you could be the best over Hashem. Pasuk the last pasuk says, who turns the rock into a pond of water, the flint, which is a very hard rock, into a flowing mountain. So here, it's referring to the, <coughs> the rock that was in the Midbar that Moshe hit the rock and the water came out. Hashem turns rock into a spring of water. And so again, another example that all Moshe did was hit the rock. He did his share, and as a result, Hashem performed a a tremendous miracle. This is just another illustration of that we just need to make a little opening, and Hashem will pave the way. In summary, this parak tells us about Hashem changing nature for us. And indeed, if we are prepared to jump into the yam and be the best people that we could be, even when it's intimidating or scary, Hashem will do the rest and turn the world around, literally, to assist us. Um, like it says, Hashem will guide a person in the way they want to go, and he will send malachim to, to, to help him along the way. So just to um, recap, the two exercises, the two techniques that we learned tonight, really, though, the simple but life-changing things to keep in mind. Number one, act, don't react. Um, do you want to make friends? Do you want to get the job you always wanted? Do you want to be a better mother? Catch yourself um, worrying about what other people will think and shift it to asking yourself objectively, what is the best thing for me to be doing here? What do I want to do in this situation? Um, and this is something that I find very helpful with raising children as well. Um, if a child is being chutzpahdik, for example, or in a bad mood or yelling at a parent, um, we have a choice. We could react, which will probably not look very pretty um, if we're reacting to them on impulse, or we could do the higher level choice. We could take the higher level option of, Act. Make a decision. How do I want to react in this situation? Do I want to be, uh, do I want to immerse myself into this drama that this kid created? Um, or do I want to be a leader here? And do I want to set an example? So real strength is making decisions about how we want to be and not living our life according to how others lead us to be. Number two, we said was pivoting, okay? From the word when we're going down and we're having a urida, we have to turn and go back up. We have to turn our direction and pivot and switch around our thoughts and have a mantra, or even it could be a word if you're ashamed about something, for example. You could have a word like pride in your head or any, any word or mantra that will shift your thinking And when you shift your thinking, you shift your emotions. When you shift your emotions, you shift your actions. And it really is a life changer. Um, Just to connect this to what we're going through now, I think it's a very helpful tool. These two tools are very helpful. We're hearing a lot of scary news. And if we react to every piece of crazy information, scary information that we're hearing, 
then it's going gonna, it's gonna to make for, for very uh, schwach leaders, the leaders that we want to be in our home. We're not going to be able to step up to that position. So we have to decide, how do I want to feel? And a great way to do this, right, it's easy to say, <clears throat> but like, we, like I said, ask, your, your, ask yourself and your neshama, your higher self, will give you the answer when you're tuning everybody else out. Another great way to do this, the, the pivoting is helpful here um, because you can ask yourself, well, I just heard scary news, so what is my negative thought and how can I pivot? And you can create a mantra for yourself now in this difficult time, such as Hashem's love and support is all around me. That's just one example that I have been finding very soothing. Um, I am safe and protected. Um, any of these things that we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better will enable us to be the people that we want to be in this very difficult situation. Um, Okay, the recordings and the notes from tonight's class are going to be posted on my WhatsApp group. Um, So in order to join, you could WhatsApp me at 917-757-7358. Thank you all for joining Tia and and have a great night.